Alright, let's go. Round two. Fight! Yeah, okay, what are you what are you trying to do? This is at the request of my seven year old who is asleep upstairs. Is that we we speak quietly. There's a quietly challenge. Do you want to see if we can speak quietly? I don't know if I can. I don't know. It's going to be so exciting. Maybe I can, yeah, get into my whisper voice. Whisper excitement. This is going to be our ASMR episode. Oh, yeah, you know. Rap Critic, Matrix, Part 2, but not the bad sequels. (laughs) Unless you pay us on Kofi.com slash Rap Critic. Let just get that out of the way. There you go. Dr. Goatman, make us do it. Um, Or somebody else. You know, know, Dr. Goatman has been pulling a lot of the weight around here, guys. The rest of you could uh, request movies. November's right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. And we all know... uh, well, there's a special event that happens around then. After Hollow's Eve, ooh, a little shudder went down to Evan's back as he was imagining what could it possibly be. Uh, Thanksgiving? No, it's the it's the no, Black no November, thing November where where I dropped the what? prices. Oh yeah. right, 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 so, right. You know, no, I was thinking like, wait, NaNoWriMo, No Shave November, No Nut November. I, I, I was trying to be like cryptic about it. He's just like, what are you talking I'm about? Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's like, do I have to shave my nuts? What's happening? (laughs) No nut shave. (laughs) You have to shave off your nuts, Ekram. Don't worry, it'll grow back. That's the problem with the internet. You know somebody will share that. No, 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 it's okay. It's going to, like, you know, replenish my semen. You know, like, Joe Rogan told me, like, this dude came on an interview and, like, said that, like, uh, uh, he got his semen replenished. You know, he didn't want to show his nuts out because, you know, they were just so big, you know. Uh, but okay, let, let's start in with my uh, first question because I just want to, you know, this, this is a conversation. Look, everyone's seen The Matrix. We're, we're, we're chilling and having a good time, right? So this is my question I pose to you. Are the machines that bad? See, when I was like, I guess I can't, I was 11 when it came out and I don't think I saw it then, but like my dad was like explaining the concept to me or I, maybe I'd seen it like a year or two later. I remember I was like pretty young and I said, I don't understand like... If it's a perfect simulation and you're just like going around, you're eating good food, you're getting sunshine, you know, sleeping in a bed, like that's like why would well, you rather? I love how you like already like I'm like I'm like <laughs> upended I... the plot of the major and like... then you know and it's like um you know wh- why would you not want that? Why would you rather? And my dad was like, but you're being used as a battery by these horrible machines. Free choice. And it's it's like, like oh no, capitalism. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, but you don't know. And so I think the answer is, and again, this is where like the, you know, diffuse dysphoria, thank you, Zinnia Jones metaphor um, comes in, is that, um, you know, for, for a lot of people, I guess cis people, they're fine. I don't know, the metaphor kind of falls apart a little bit. It's like, if, if you are somebody like Neo, you can tell something's wrong. It doesn't quite feel right. You're not just enjoying life now. Cypher apparently like was enjoying life in the matrix, but you know, but for a lot of people, um, you know, for, for a lot of the people who came out, yeah, came out. I didn't even, <laughs> who, got, who got unplugged or whatever, who red pilled. Um, oh, you, they are, you know, they, they didn't feel right. They weren't just going about their lives and enjoying it. They could tell something was wrong, even though they didn't know what it was. And it was wrecking their lives. It was wrecking their ability to enjoy anything. So, so I do think like, 
you know, because certainly... It's a, because it's a false reality that you know isn't true. In the meta-narrative of what it is, sure, we shouldn't be in the Matrix. But in the if we're looking at the stark material reality of like, oh my god, we're awful at maintaining ourselves, clearly we went to war with machines, mm. and like they're going like, hey, you people who were like here before us, but you're like mad monkeys who are going crazy, we're going to keep you guys over here so that you go, don't like destroy your resources because it's clearly what you keep doing, and you're going to keep doing that, yeah. so we're going to stop you and now. I mean, <laughs> well, and you get the, like, also Agent Smith has his, you know, humanities a virus speech, right? That, yeah, that's very and, interesting and, what he gets into. And here. so I do think the Wachowskis, Wachowskis, I'm mean, having to like retraining myself not to say Wachowski because yeah. I thought it was Wachowski forever. The Wachowskis, I think, um, you know, I do think they, they gave thought to that other point of view. Yeah. They certainly gave a lot of thought to that other point of view. Um, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm stuck on the image of like the baby being fed what we know is ground up corpse. Okay, and, and someone brought up a, <laughs> like, I remember someone bringing up a point. It's like, okay, so what is like mushrooms and lichen and all these things that, you know, help us re, uh, uh, re, you know, use mm-hmm. life or whatever the heck after we're dead and in the ground and then like our body decomposes. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the difference between what's happening there organically and a more efficient version of that? I like, guess. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it's just it's like, a little freaky looking, but it's like, but because it's weird to us, that wasn't what I was getting at. It's like, because it's weird to us, mm-hmm. that makes it get, that's what I was thinking. Like, when um they showed the farms, it's supposed to be like a horror movie moment where it's like, oh my God, can you believe this is how humanity is going? And like, they kind of, like you, you hear um, him uh, narrating. It's like when I saw the farms for myself, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was incredible. Da, da, da. And it's one of those things where, like, because like I think it was uh, Brave New World. Isn't that the book that's about how like, hey, actually everything is, is kind of perfect and everything is fine. Like, there's no real problems there. We have perfected humanity. It's not like a you know be, it, there is a sort of like thing about like oh true emotion or not. But like when you look on the outside people, like they're not actually that great either. And so it's like a, one of those things where it's like oh well, what is a, the perfect I, life? What yeah, is the right so, like whatever? So way I'm to glad live. you brought up Brave New World. Yeah. It wouldn't have occurred to me to make that comparison, but now that you mention it. Yeah, like, Brave New World has a very similar... I remember it surprising me when, like, I saw that that was the plot. What was, like... Because, first of all, I think I remember thinking that it was going to be a uh, Native American, like, movie... Or a Native American narrative or something like that. Like, oh, them going through the, quote-unquote, Brave New World and then finding these Native people. Like, I thought it was going to oh, be something like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but then it wasn't. So, I was like, Brave oh. New World... I read it... I read Brave New World in high school, but I have a pretty solid... Yeah, it, it, if it, I might have forgotten something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, a very in. memorable book. But, um, but yeah, like the, it is a similar story to Brave New World where like on the inside, everything looks fine. Everything looks fun. Everybody's, you know, doing whatever. And then on the outside, it looks horrific in the case of the body farm Mm -hmm. in the matrix or, um, in, or the human farm or whatever you want to call it. And in Brave New World, people on the outside are basically just living in squalor. I mean, you know, people are living in chaos and squalor in a sort Mm -hmm. of quasi post-apocalyptic situation. And, you know, and the question is essentially, and I think this is a a theme that gets explored in a lot of sci-fi is, um, there's a romantic, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to sound very cynical when I say this, there is a romanticization of human foibles that I think 
can mm. be interpreted as a bit of an argument for the status quo because mm. if we say like oh yeah sure humans are you know in poverty it, and mm. starving and you know and dying and killing each other and fighting but we're and human that's what makes but us we're human. human and that's magic there's a rick and morty special. episode that had a really funny thing about that with the the hive mind unity thing where it's like all the people mm -hmm. got assimilated and the civilization's fine and they're actually going to like go to other planets and you know assimilate them too mm -hmm. and they won't have a choice but the point is like oh the planet is doing okay now and he says like oh you know someone's like well all these people should have choices like and you know one of the people's like well this man that you're touching right now used to be a, a pervert who like took pictures of little girls feet and da, da, da. you know what i'm saying it's like he had the free choice and then he did that and then uh, there was a race war between the cone nippled people and those other people okay should they just be allowed to do that you know they should be allowed to go back well it's their free will hey you know and like, so you know and that is very compelling. Now, counterpoint, mm. um, you know, as we are both minorities of various types, <laughs> right? And think about how easy it is for the dominant culture, mm. for white Christian patriarchy to say like, well, if everybody would just assimilate and act normal and stop struggling mm -hmm. and trying to be different. I mean, that's been the story of America up to this point, right? Like, if everyone would just get into, you know, a male and female relationship and have children and have two and a half kids and do the nuclear I, family, America will be okay. That's what all these you know, trad and, conservative, and, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, and I can say specifically, like, as a religious not, minority. No, there's nothing wrong with a two-parent household, by the right, way. There's but, nothing wrong with two income but, or one income and one person yeah, being able to. But yeah, as you say, like. like but like specifically as a religious minority, I, you know, we had 2000 years of, you know, in America, well, <laughs> America's not been around for 2000 years, obviously, <laughs> but you know, Europe, but we have like, you know, nearly 2000 years of Europe and then America saying if everybody would just submit to the church mm -hmm. and be Christian and get saved, and everything would Native be great. Americans, and now very you just assimilate, just right? Wear and what we're and now you you've got you know a lot of that's a civilization, that's culture. That's yeah, and now you've got a lot of people who are basically culturally Christian atheists, people who are you know quote unquote without religion, and yet their worldview, the holidays they celebrate, their seasons, everything is very informed by Christianity. Going mm. well, if everybody would just stop having religion, just religion's uh. bad and. And it's like, okay, but the religion that you're rejecting still shaped your entire society and you're trying mm. to take minority religions that did not shake the mm. society. And say, Anyway, that's a whole other rant. Oh, yeah, no, but, no, sure. but I do think like if yeah. you are any kind of minority, whether you're queer or you're, a, or you're a marginalized religion or you're an ethnic minority, a cultural minority, like we've seen the other side of that. Like if everybody would just assimilate, <laughs> then we would stop having all the, just stop yeah. being different and we'll stop yeah. having conflicts. And so, and, and then bringing it back to the trans metaphor that is so like, you know, just screaming in the matrix. Um, like, yeah, you can say like, Oh, if you all would just like be fine being batteries, just get back in your pod and chill out and enjoy the matrix. Well, maybe that's fine for a lot of people, but mm. for those people mm. like Neo and like the other people if who people were given the choice, right? That, well, if, if it could be like, all right, you're choose, you, you turn 11 or 12 years old. Hey, this is fake. Do you want to stay in or not? Like you could stay in here and keep acting this out if you want, but the real ones over there, it's kind of fucked up. You can go back there though. You know, like, but it would be nice to get people to, and then it's like, if you choose, Hey, 
red pill to blue pill. Right. You take this pill and you'll forget and you go right back to it. Yeah. Maybe there could be a symbiosis between what Neo, what Morpheus is doing. Yeah. And what the- <laughs> now, I do wonder because I have never, okay, I've seen this one and then. Your rite of passage, like with the, the Amish. Right. A rum, Digital sh- Amish. a rum springer from the Matrix. Um, but yeah, so we've got. I've seen this one and I've seen like half of the new one, Matrix Revolutions, and I fell asleep. Not, I'm not saying it was boring. I literally was it's like very so tired and bad. I fell asleep. It's so, so okay. bad. So I didn't know that much. I have not seen two and three. So maybe I'm missing. But so bad. Okay, I'm missing, <laughs> like, I'm missing some context. So maybe a lot of the stuff I'm saying, like maybe that gets addressed. But I do think like, you know, it's not so much the machines are so bad or evil because you can see their point of view. And yet to say like, well, everybody should just submit to it. It's like, if you are, I mean, Mm. if we think of the red pillars as being trans people, Mm. right. For most people, they're comfortable being in the matrix. They're comfortable with the reality they were assigned at birth, Mm -hmm. you know? And then some people just, can't feel comfortable in it even if going out is going to make things harder even if going out is going to make things really uncomfortable they just can't feel comfortable in that reality that they were given at birth and they just know that something's not quite right Mm. and they have to do something different so i don't think the machines are evil per se but i do think that saying there's a banality of robo evil happening here (laughs) well you have to like i think you have to say that like for the red pillars for those other than cypher who came out and went oh no this is wrong for me i need to go back in this is not right and if and if cypher had gotten the support to go back in and why retransition back into the matrix without killing and betraying people yeah why can't he take a blue pill is there is there not any more available well i, just... I he well presu- how many blue pills were there well i think it's at that point it's not the pill it's that you got detached from your pod you got all your port mm. you got all the portals but one yeah. surgically removed from your body like that's true they you know they made us not have the means to put somebody back yeah yeah, yeah. but um you, you know but but for most of them it's that they were constitutionally unable it's in the same way that uh we were talking about when someone becomes like when someone is born a queen or is of no birth or whatever it's technically like human uh, abuse human rights abuse right mm-hmm. it's like that you're not letting someone that, have the choice as to whether to take this position of yeah being a that royal was something person. they said on uh on the uh, you're wrong about yeah. podcasts that, that, yeah, that, um, and, and now again, where I on. do think like the, I don't think the metaphor falls down because I don't think, again, the Wachowskis were not writing this as like a, I'm going to sit yeah, down and perfect. write a perfect metaphor for what it is. Oh, they want to make a cool action movie. Well, and they weren't, <laughs> and they weren't even out yet. This was yeah. artists putting a lot of their personal struggle into something. Of course. But, um, where it differs from the trans experience is that I do think we're meant to believe that at least they believe that all of humanity should be free. And a uh, public service announcement, trans people are not trying to turn everybody trans. Oh my God. Uh, I know ridiculous. some people think this. Hopefully none again, of our readers it, think it, this. It's our like, readers, our listeners. If you if you are the type of person who thinks, oh my God, they're just going to try to make me trans because they're just going to make me think that it doesn't matter and anyone who's it's like, you know, if you think that, if you just think that you could do that, maybe you are, bro. Like, yeah. Maybe but but also, consider. it's like... You might not be, but... I think like, here's the thing. If you're like a cis man or a cis woman, and you feel utter horror at the thought of somebody stopping you from being a a man or a woman, that's because you're cis, Mm. and that's okay, that's fine. Nobody Uh. is trying to take that away from you. And, you know, so 
But it's just, I, I feel like what happens is we're in this path of reality that says you can, uh, I mean, when it comes to like, be, like how many cis people would be more than cis if they would just allowed themselves to think about it. Now, some people might think, mm. hmm, dude, I just don't feel that. But, like, it's because we're in this culture that says, no, you better just be this. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with, yeah. like, being a man. I mean, it's the, just saying, you better just be a straight man. Well, you here's know? the like, thing. I, I think, and people use the left-handedness comparison a lot. If mm-hmm. you look at rates of left-handedness in the 20th century, it looks like at the beginning of the 20th century, nobody was left-handed, and then there was this huge, sharp increase, and then it leveled off. Now, the reason was, up until about the middle of the century, if a child was left-handed, they would be punished until they started writing with their right oh, hand. Man. They were trained to write with their right hand instead, and they That's would get funny. smacked on the on the left hand. Like, in the 30s, if you were in school, you started writing with your left hand, they'd come around and hit you on the hand with a ruler. Because we decided that this is the right way to do things, so just right. do that. And so kids would get trained to be right-handed when people finally were like, hey actually this is stupid there's nothing wrong with being left-handed let the kids write with their left hand all of a sudden more and more kids started being left-handed but if they're trying to somewhere ambidextrous but guess what Uh, left-handed people are still a minority it's just that there are a lot more than it was realized at first and the same thing (laughs) we're seeing with trans people it's not that oh more Mm. and more people are going to be trans and all of a sudden everybody's going to be trans it's like no trans people are always going to be a minority but But it, the number is going to sharply increase until it levels off all, because of societal acceptance. Yeah, and what they started to do, they zoom in the camera. That's what we talk about. Like, right, you always zoom, zoom in the camera. In the Look camera at how many more there have been. There's, right. oh, what do they, what you say, like, there's been a, a 300% increase in trans people. Look, they're trying to do this. It was like, well, if there was 100 yesterday and there's 300 now, then that's a 300%. But that, in the grand scheme of things, that's not that much. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> but if you say 300% increase, oh! Right. It's know? like... Oh, you know, I like I ate one taco today and then I ate four tacos the next day. I ate I there was a 300 percent increase in my taco right. consumption. You can I always was, fudge with numbers yeah, and like, make things seem like bigger deals. Than they right. Are, yeah. So anyway, so where the matrix Let's is. Get back to yeah. So where the my point is, though, that where the matrix sort of differs from the trans experience is that I do think that we are meant to believe that um, most the 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 point of view is that probably most all of the people in the matrix should be freed from the matrix ultimately mm-hmm. that cipher is wrong for wanting ignorance that that everybody should be freed and the machine the machine's old and people against the will and also yeah. we talked about this in the last episode of the idea of like the one and neo being the one and this mm-hmm. sort of prophesied great leader who's who's special and different like all of that is is separate from from it so anyway so that's that's what i think so so as we and that's what i reckon as we're 20 minutes into (laughs) back in this freaking fly all right but yeah no let's look at the narrative setup the background that they set up right humans were war machines and now you could watch the animatrix i i I remember watching it i forgot about the it's actually a really cool i've watched the animatrix but it was years ago and i totally forgot about it now i need to rewatch that. yeah and i watched the 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 one that goes on oh yeah we're doing this no no whispering but just being a little quieter so yeah uh did we get the um oh oh, yeah i remember rewatching it and I, i might not have uh gotten through everything but i remember it being like you know, basically, it's like, oh, robots were our, you know, machines, and we didn't give a shit about them, and we, you know, did all this stuff to them, and then, oh, one time a robot, you know, attacked them, and so now it became this thing of, well, our robots real, it, mm-hmm. it, and if this person, this robot felt like it was being attacked, you know, does it deserve to have defend you, its life, that sort of thing. Yeah. 
sorry, I don't want to like throw you off your train of thought, oh, yeah, but yeah. I saw somebody like on Twitter, and I'm sorry, I can't like attribute this because I can't remember who it was, but somebody was saying something like, you know, is, is the whole is the constant like talk about you know are are the AI going to rise up against us? Like, is that is that a projected worry? Looking back at like slave rebellions and the idea of of like mm. privileged like privileged white men going oh yes every time we like subjugate something that might be able to think it gets mad like uh, you know and yeah. and I can't remember what their conclusion was but that maybe it's just like maybe like we don't need to actually be terrified of AI and it's just like straight white guys being afraid because they've like, afraid of their own like, uh, shadows yeah you know? <laughs> that, is, that is interesting to think of because like yeah there's that level of like because when i learned about computers like computers do what you tell them to <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, now i will say i do think like with machine learning and stuff mm. it gets more complicated like sure. i so i was like on some like kids game website with my son and there was one that was like it was like a little like learn to code thing and there's you know, there's the stuff that's like, you know, again, I've mentioned I'm a JavaScript developer. So there's the stuff that's like, learn how loops work and how to make a loop and if then statements and stuff like that. That's like classic traditional coding. And then there was one that was like, here's how machine learning and AI work. And it was like, you were training an AI to recognize fish. And so you were supposed to like, there's like fish and garbage floating by and you click on every time there's a fish oh, and yeah. then you don't click on the garbage and you're helping train the AI what yeah. fish is, which is like, by the way, what cat, like when you get this yeah. capture, it's like click on every motorcycle you see that's you're training AI to recognize these pictures. Yeah. So that's it, a weird way that th this so, is unfolded. Yeah, yeah. So like with machine learning, it does get a little bit beyond the and, 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 and it is fu funny in a meta way. Cause it's like, Prove that you're a human by helping this AI figure out how to be better at figuring you out. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know? yeah and like at the end of the day, like it does, you know, I'd like to think a, a symbiotic the relationship the, to at, some degree. At yes. the end of the day, I mean, so many of our computers, like, yes, we rely on them intensely, but we're not building, you know, we're not building guns and claws and legs onto them. So, mm -hmm. like, if we did start having AI, like, now AI could fuck us up. It could fuck up our banking. It could fuck up our health. It could, mm -hmm. like, fuck up with medical records and medication and da 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 da. Mm -hmm. It could knock airplanes out of the sky. Mm -hmm. AI, if AI did go rogue, it could do a lot of damage, but there is a limit because at the end of the day, we could just pour water on them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also, you know, it also is the thought like, like, I asked you to not put the glass of water you're drinking ah, on the table yeah. with my MacBook. Literally, they're like, because it's so delicate that I'm afraid of a glass of water. Yeah, like, literally. I'm not scared this thing's going to kill me. Actually, that is kind of funny when we think about like, oh my God, aliens could attack. Oh my God, what would happen if aliens did didn't we already know? okay biologically we just yeah we just throw some water or like spit well, on that's it or the something ones in the <laughs> you know yeah, like signs of <laughs> yeah. water so it's like so. literally the thing is about how like oh this isn't that big of a deal it's so weird how these boogeymen that we throw up in our own bases like oh my god yeah. what if no, the computers I mean, hated I mean, us again, and then don't it's get like, me wrong they could fuck us up they could yeah. fuck our lives up it was like what but if the AI limit, doesn't is care what I'm saying. like that's my thing it's like how do we know that this is possible like you said it's like there's the assumption that it's going to get angry because like you know white dudes getting angry at their like scared of their own shadow but it's like what is the motivation for that to actually be a thing that they would care about if the thing is functioning the way it wants to function da, 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 you know what i mean yeah but okay you know because people writing scripts like uh, that second uh, um 
second Avengers movie, where it's like, oh, you know, the uh, AI became self-aware and sees how wasteful humanity is and sees how awful it is. And, it, you know, mankind is a disease, I, you know. I, you, I see you, so, so much. And so it, the next level of, and that's the part that they get to in the Matrix, the next level of evolution is like, well, yeah. we're going to know how to take care of things better. And again, this is actually kind of getting back to the argument. It's like, because it, it kind of becomes this thing where it's just like, okay, well, if they're going to do it better than us, what are we mad about? That, well, that was the point that I was getting yeah. to. Like, the, the farms that we're seeing, the, I, I'm sorry, but this is the point that I had forgotten mm-hmm. earlier. It's like, the farms that we see, there's like, oh my God, so scary and terrifying. But it's like, but in the future, maybe that's the most efficient way of it. In the same way that right now, it's like, oh my God, or, if someone zoomed from 1902 to, to uh, 1922 to mm-hmm. 2022, it's like, oh my God, all your kids are just looking at these screens. And, oh my God, can you believe, don't these things, couldn't they possibly cause cancer? You know what I'm saying? Like, you could easily imagine someone who doesn't understand how things have changed being like, oh, that's a little scarier than maybe it actually and, is. And I think you know? if it were consensual. It's just a different way of life. Yeah, yeah, If you yeah, have the ability to opt issue. out, like, you can tell your kid to watch cartoons or not watch cartoons, but you, hmm. but right, unless you well, have, then we're, I, unless Morpheus funds you. So here's the thing. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking about, because so much of sci-fi is kind of jerking off about the nature of humanity. Yeah, and trying to pull up hu- these threads of like... Humans are uniquely special and wonderful, or humans are uniquely terrible. And all of those things really, I think, homogenize humanity. Mm. And what, I, what I'm... what i Is it utopia or dystopia? Is it one or the other? Right. Yeah, that's well, what and do, also, right? and, hu- and literally, like, homogenizing humans and only... Page- like, when we say humans are so terrible and humans are always going yeah. to war, and it's like, well, um... You know, some lady in Malawi who's like, you know, just trying to like make breakfast for her kids. Yeah, and we kind of do like, need societies and people do like working together. Right. Like, well, <laughs> it's just like, is she, I'm sorry, is she dropping a nuclear bomb on somebody? Yeah. Is like, is like the guy running the gas station in, you know, in uh, like fucking Orange County, New Jersey? Like, is he, is he like fucking dropping bombs on people? Like, it's really like, it, it takes, I, I think... I'm trying to think how to phrase this in a way that makes linear sense. Mm. Like basically the idea that humans are so terrible and humans are always doing this stuff. It's like really, it's like, well, it's like the powerful, the, like the most powerful humans are doing a lot of stuff, Mm. but most humans Mm. never even have the opportunity and you can go like, Oh, well, because even when it's like, Oh, you're selfish and you walk by the homeless on the street and it's like, yeah, like, like, okay, but what, what, how much power do you actually have? If you give them all of your money, you're going to be homeless tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, Like we could all as individuals try and do better and we should, I think, I think like you shouldn't, I think sometimes like the it's a it's a systemic problem yeah. rhetoric can go too far in the like therefore I'm completely helpless and I can't right. improve anything or do right. anything and there's no point in making any individual choices at all and I think that's very unhealthy but um but but my point is in sci-fi I do see so much of like humans but what's being talked about as humans is actually like a very small segment of humanity mm. and it's like very american centric often mm. and and it's That's just interesting, yeah. and it's like we i'm trying to think what to say it's like basically it's like if you say like oh well the machines are doing better th- okay here's what i'm saying if you're saying the machines are doing better than humans it's like okay they're doing better than the humans who were running the show mm, but what if right, hear me out yeah. hear me out what if instead of robots turning humans into battery pods and eating and making us eat each Which other <laughs> what if what if 
other humans got a chance to be in charge. <laughs> what if the know? robots actually were like, saw who the other humans were and said, hey, let's make it so that those people get into it. What if that's what AI is like? Right, so and it's do, just, so it's like, like, why do we always assume just the words AI must hate us? <laughs> either, the same, either the same oligarchs who are running the show now continue to be in power and fuck everything up and like, you know, like make the planet warm to death and everything either that just continues on or the robots take over and turn us into battery pods uh, it's like what if what if other people uh, yeah, got a chance like, two, yeah, right. and so that's what I'm saying. i think that's what i was trying to come around to is that it's sort of a false dichotomy of mm. it's either the humans or the machines because the humans are not necessarily like not all the humans would be are running the planet everything the same. And they're, and they're think, complex creatures. Yeah. Right. Like, think how many people there are in the world who care about climate change. Think how many people there are who care about poverty and inequality and homelessness and But hunger. they're not at the levels of power, so it doesn't matter what they think. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, and think about how many people who, like, aren't even particularly, like, activists or whatever, but wouldn't be fucking the world into the ground the way the current people, you know, the current people in power are. And so, so I think that's what I'm coming down to. What bothers me is going, well, humans fucked it up. Let the robots take over. It's not humans who fucked it up. Uh, it's some humans. Yeah. And the idea that all of humanity should be subjugated. Judge for some people. Well, <laughs> what some that people all did. of yeah. humanity <laughs> should be subjugated because the current leadership isn't good. Rather, that, that machines are a preferable alternative to like you know, say flipping the power structure and putting those who are marginalized now in charge, you know, that I think that really bugs me because it gets back to, it reminds Mm. me of the John Lennon song. Imagine (laughs) that's what it reminds me of. It's like, which as somebody, as somebody, uh, again, one of my, one of my Twitter folks said, um, you know, John Lennon really said, imagine peace through forced assimilation and people oh, are still man, laughing at right? like, Imagine there's like, no heaven. Imagine if we just all agreed that religion is stupid, am right? I right? Like, so, that's basically the... Right. The, imagine, and it's like, okay, so, so Shintoists and Hindus and like, you know, like all of them are like... Because we all know if religion went away, all of the issues that people had would would right. be No, the, the whole thing that happened with Ireland, it was just a religious issue. And if the religion went away, it would totally have nothing to yeah. do with it than being yeah, subjugated by the really, English. It, you know? It really, the whole conflict between the Protestants and the Catholic is really, really about transubstantiation versus, versus consubstantiation you know of the Eucharist. It's not because, you know, uh, one of those represents a British colonial power. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's the thing was like when people don't look at these actual material things and they just get on what they already wanted to be angry about but oh th- th- that was the point that i wanted to get to um um going back to the uh it's like we because we're not used to it and maybe it's like well maybe this is just how the future is like this is the maybe this is the most uh, efficient way to do things or maybe it's not maybe um damn it what was the point that i was gonna get to oh because wait oh yeah that's what i was thinking of um so you know these like Oh, oh, the shame, shame, naughty, naughty robots making people do things. And, you know, before they have the chance to really think about it and agree to it themselves, like, 
okay, but what do parents do whenever we say, you have to go to the school, you have to follow this religion, you have to eat this food, you have to do... You're like, right? Aren't we in some way going like, here is what normal is for you now. And if you transferred to this other part of the world, that was what normal would be for you now. And I if mean, you transferred to this other part of the world, I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? As a parent, I well, it's like, you know, yes, like my job as a parent is to make sure my kid eats food and goes to school. Um, no, yes, but like, but like how like, many parents are problematic and, ha- and have issues with everything? Okay, but are they allowed to be the, the parent of their child? Well, because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I would argue that, so the, the difference there is that you parent your kid up until they are, you know, 18 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then your kid, you know, goes off and makes their own choices and maybe they yeah. ch- they end up with a very different life. From and that's what why there needs to be a digital you know, rumspringer. That, see, right. we need to just have that's, a compromise. Because that's the thing is like, <laughs> the, it's not that the machines are like making choices for people and then at a certain point freeze yeah, them and it goes yeah. okay and now you go and make your own choices like uh-huh. they from it, cradle to it's grave it's taking away free and that we as Americans we we're like you don't tell us that's the big thing about the you're telling uh, the robots are telling us what we do no sir well and that is where I come I, I'm gonna feel like I'm like speaking out of both sides of my mouth here but I do see both sides of it because on the one hand yeah. I think the trope of you know I think the trope of and I don't think this is what the Wachowskis are going for in the Matrix, but I think the the trope or the argument of just let the machines take over because hum- you know, or the aliens or whatever. I mean, look, okay, one of my favorite movies in the world is World's End, which I'm about to say a spoiler for, so skip forward like thirty oh, yeah. seconds. Wait, right? the, the, the movie with Simon Pegg? Yeah. Oh, have, a really good movie. A lot of the that have, guy's we done, have we done? Have we done? I don't End? think we've done any of that guy's movies. We've done World's End. Maybe I'm just. We haven't done any of his movies. I'm like literally. We at some point. We might have done a Sacha Baron Cohen movie, and okay. you thought it was one of his. No, <laughs> you know a British funny man. You know. No, 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 no. <laughs> at some point, we need to make. At some point, we need to make a like list, like an alphabetized list, <laughs> because we've been doing this so long yeah. that I literally cannot remember <laughs> whether we've done a given movie or not. So anyway, I'm about to say a spoiler for World's End. So You've had enough time now. Skip forward like 30 seconds if if you don't want to hear it. But at the end of World's End, when the you know aliens or whatever are like we're you know you humans don't know what you're oh, doing, we're yeah. gonna fix it for you. And and you know Simon Pegg is like, no, we're humans and we're fuck ups. And we're Who blah, blah, put blah. him in charge, by the way? I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> and then and then the aliens like fine, fuck it, and leaves. Yeah. And then basically they end up in this sort of post-apocalyptic wasteland, but it seems kind of rad. And I think, okay, so spoiler over just general talking about sci-fi that I think that, um, you know, there's this sense that as messy as humanity is, it's always better to be messy free humans than it is. The Rick and Morty episode. Right. Right, And, and, you know, and like, I mean... I can't lie, like, as a human, <laughs> as a human, uh, yeah. um, I, I well, swear. I mean, it, well, it was like, I, I think there's another Rick and Morty joke where it's like, a, this is a, if you're asking a, what is it, like, human uh, therapy is like asking a horse to operate on a, uh, a merry-go-round. I mean, you might be able to do it, but mostly it's going to be freaked the fuck out, you know? No, it's I'm like we're say- having to look at ourselves, and it's a really, like, like anything where we're looking at, you know, perception when it comes to mm-hmm. ourselves, like, we're going to have some biases that we're not thinking about we're gonna have these right you know what i mean and i do want to say speaking of biases it's occurring to me as i'm 
saying this mm. and I've just been ranting about like homogenizing humans and acting like all humans are the same. I'm saying as a human, but really as an American, mm. and I think British people are pretty similar in this and probably a lot of countries and cultures are, but it's not universal. I feel this way as, as an American and like, you know, I'm, I'm a... I consider myself like a democratic socialist probably is like where mm. I line up politically. Like I'm very much like in favor of more socialism. Mm. I am not, I'm like very far- social programs. It's literally what helped America be better the, in the fifties. The reason why it didn't get even better for most people is because all of the social programs are only for white people. Cause right. you know, it was the fifties. Right. <laughs> but so, you know, so I'm not exactly like a libertarian here, but I am an American and I do have like, I know that, you know, I have some biases that are uniquely American and there are people like there's somebody I follow on Twitter who's Chinese American who's talked about like how a lot of things that seem horrifying to most Americans don't from a Chinese perspective mm. because the idea of like, you know, if you're if you're if you value you know the collective over the individual yeah. and like your culture have, and your history like that's gonna be part of it too right like you're gonna care about you know where you came from perspective. You know? I am not saying Chinese people all want to live in the matrix yeah. that is not what I'm saying here but I'm saying like I know that like I have these biases that I, and I've seen other perspectives where I could see like okay maybe maybe that feeling in the Wachowskis are American you know that right they're not secret canadians are they no they're, no they're not secret canadians. They're, <laughs> they are american filmmakers uh, yes american woman. that's the only thing they need to be prejudiced against them canadians they're not yeah, even a real know. country anyway and don't they still belong to the queen figure that out or or the or the king hey ain't that, ain't that oh, your king yeah, shit, is that your king i totally <laughs> forgot there's a king now. you still want to be ruled over this guys i'm just I, saying i totally forgot like i had a moment of like yeah the queen it's like it's like she never quite seemed real so it's like yeah and also she's like eh, she's like an old lady she's not really like you know it, it's like if, if it was like a king who's like we're gonna do this and it's like yeah, oh it's, uh, it's but really, it's this frail old lady who kind of represents like oh they're like, like, oh, not hurting anybody there with her corgis she's yeah. not, although apparently she was doing shit and oh, was, yes, she was. Yeah. She was hiding money, like, in order for them to not have to help the poor people, which is, like, the big problem is, like, if you would just help your poor people, no one would care that you have your nice palace. Just let poor people yeah. have stuff. But, okay, all right. But, anyway, um, um, this is not a British uh, podcast. <laughs> We're talking about the Matrix. But, but yeah, like... You know, it's it's hard, and I think there's multiple sides to the argument, and I and I do think yeah, we're like, talking about people I mean, look, uh, uh, under they, a, a a system that they can't control. And oh no, end, we're all we are talking about the UK now. They ended up making <laughs> look the the Wachowski sisters ended up making multiple sequels to this because it's not something that you can neatly and tidily wrap up yeah, in one movie. And they did not. Oh, uh, yeah. but okay. So here's his maybe thing. you can never neatly and tidily yeah. um, wrap this up. But humans, okay, humans are warrant machines. We're not getting an explicit reason in the movie, but the only definite, definitive detail we know is that we blocked out the sky to keep them from getting access to solar power. So we dinosaured ourselves so that the we other dinosaured things... ourselves. <laughs> we dinosaured ourselves so that the other things wouldn't thrive, and they did anyways, showing that we're clearly not rational enough to. <laughs> <laughs> like be in control of things, yeah. you know. What I, mean? I mean, again, but you make your very good point where it's just like, well, what about all the rational human beings who weren't in charge of the buttons? Who maybe they're like, I right. don't want to do that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> saying we like think how many 
things the president yeah, does. Like, like, and oh, you're sitting there like, I didn't do that. Yeah, or, or, or like when anyone says like, oh, America, the, the Native Americans that they treat us like, well, I wasn't responsible. I clearly wasn't responsible for that, you know? Like, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I just think it's so funny. Like, okay, but these robots thinking like, well, if this is how humanity is going to govern itself in the same way that like hey they let queens and kings rule and what was the reason why they what was the logical reason for why they allowed them to rule uh because my mom's vagina was special like oh well that's stupid what's the reason now uh cool because i have the most uh, of this money thing this is a thing called money and if you have the most of it then if you have the more, more of it than everyone else then your opinion matters it's like Oh, well, that's a really bad way of doing things. So how about the robots take over? You know what I mean? Like, it's like there's, I can see a logical way of like, okay, you guys are just like doing things the wrong way. Okay, so let's do it, you know? And so, um, but yeah, like, because clearly this, you know, uh, uh, he, he, this, the, these beings are willing to cut off our nose despite our faces. Because the sun, blocking out the sun wouldn't just affect the what? robots. That actually... <laughs> This reminds me a little of Snowpiercer. Ah, uh, yes. But another great although that movie. Was like, that was genuinely just trying to fix a problem. It's too hot. Let's make it cold. Oh, no. Too cold. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, it, again, at the end of the day, it's like, hey, we're the humans. Of course, we've got to be the good guys. Because, you know, god damn it. Well, right, because you can't, like, you can't expect... Uh, an audience of humans to yeah the end of the movie is the robots going good everything went well, back to his place yeah that's <laughs> like, honestly like anytime i see somebody being like humanity sucks like i hope humans all die out and it's just like okay well you're clearly alive because you're posting this so yeah. you know it's just I, I, like i think i think that being and again i i think when people are like that it's like okay you're like if you're thinking of some like random child on the other side of the world or a random child in this country or a random person in fucking like Cambodia or wherever who who you've never laid eyes on and you say you want that person to die because what some like asshole like cut you off in traffic like right. it just that pisses me off and it's people being very myopic like that that's the problem with humanity. like we think it's like well it kind of reminds me when people say like i'm racist against everybody it's like i'm genocidal mm. against everybody it's like that doesn't make it better <laughs> that doesn't make and, it okay. and like mm, i bet you're not i bet there's certain things that you'll get a little bit more incensed over than mm. to like i bet you if someone makes an offhanded joke about white people i bet you're gonna get a little bit more intense about even, whoa, 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 what about this yeah. then if someone makes a joke but, about black like that type of person it, you that's know true. you know like that's true but again even if somebody genuinely is like hateful towards everybody it's like that's not cute that doesn't make it okay yeah, like th th that's still a bad behavior so basically yeah so basically what i'm saying is i'm totally fine with ro rooting for the humans just because they're human <laughs> you know what i don't yeah, care that's right yes. we are humans fuck that fuck like, those robots yeah like, like <laughs> but, but yeah like i am you man, i'm like, on the human team for like, life i care about about animals i care about things that are not human but at the end of the day yes i am biased it, towards my own species if it, if it, yeah at the and end like, of the day if i see if, a person being uh, it, about to be attacked by an animal i'm going to shoot the animal right you know? exactly like, yeah. like if you trolley if you trolley problem me and there's a person i don't know on one track and i don't know anything about that person and i just see they're a human and there's a puppy on the other track i'm gonna kill the puppy i'm sorry <laughs> oh no i'm gonna get canceled yeah, yeah, but like yeah. but no like literally like i'm sorry i like i care about animals i don't think people should be cruel to animals or hurt animals unnecessarily yeah. like i don't eat meat <laughs> like but you know but have, like... but i but i am at the end of the day biased towards my own species yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. about it I, I, i'm sorry i'm not eating i'm never eating another human being <laughs> I, i'm sorry that's my life never gonna be a cannibal 
Controversial takes. Well, I mean, but no, that's the thing is like, and I do think it, that is something that has changed. Like, I feel like cannibalism used to be more common because... Well, because people like in desperate times. Like, right. Yeah, but like, like, even people like... There are yeah, no one ever does can like, like any of the like you with the people, Alaskan Inuits where it's just like oh they just cannibalize like, the people it's like no it's usually you desperate see time. people yeah. you see people starving and hungry nowadays who are not eating their kids people mm. used to eat their kids but like you see people in you know living through famines now who are not eating their children and and I just feel like that is like humans have started to improved. as a species mm. what. Is it good? We've improved. We've made. Yeah, like I feel like as a species, humans have started like caring more about other humans in general. I don't know. Maybe that's naive of me, but (laughs) the fact that people no longer eat their children when they're in a famine. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or, but uh, later on, you know, the program makes a point. Like, what if robots are the next level of evolution, and you know, uh, us human asses are just hating because the thing that's less advanced is going to react irrationally. You know what I'm saying? And come up with all type of excuse. Like, what does your kid do when it's not supposed to be, like, doing what it's supposed to be? It's going to react irrationally and come up with a whole bunch of excuses. Where, no, I'm not supposed to be doing the dishes because da, da, da. It's like, no, dude. Like, I know better than you. I'm the robots now. We're able to think logically. You, you got to do this now or else you're going to go crazy. We saw you were in charge for, what was yeah. that, 2,000-some years? And well, how, and I'm again, there, I know? think the <laughs> difference is, you know, maybe I'm being a little too literal here, but the big difference is with parenting – that eventually ends. You are, I mean, you're always your kid's parent, but you aren't in charge of them forever. Yeah. Whereas and they the do, robots, you do allow them to make their own choices. Right, like, whereas yeah. the robots are 100% in charge of the humans forever and ever. Yeah, yeah. Think about the machines calculating the worth of keeping us around, keeping this lovely organic like matter that's here. But hey, these machines are really nice. They're not going to kill off humanity. They, they could have done that. You know what I'm saying? Could have unblocked the sun or did whatever the heck they you know, put all the resources into doing that. But no, they like uh, uh, they they keep them in these uh, machines. You know, they keep them in the soul sort of thing. Maybe that whole battery thing, because we all know that humans generate. We all know that's BS. Maybe that's a BS thing that the humans told themselves. Be like, they're actually harnessing us for our energy. And it's like, no, we're just trying to we're just trying to keep you you humans over here so that you don't oh, do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what a, I'm saying? Like, that's the conspiracy <laughs> that they're not actually getting anything out of it, and they're just trying to make us. But because like, that's what makes it evil. So, oh no, the robots are using us, right? So like, I think Agent Smith as a character is interesting because when he has this like mm. moment where he admits to Morpheus, he's like, I hate it here. I can't stand the smell. I want to get out of here. Smell. And I'm curious. And when he does that thing where he like takes his beads of sweat and pushes it up in his nose, like, do you smell it? Like that was such a yeah. like evil, like perfect villain moment yeah. right there. Like, but then, oh. so I, so that moment made me wonder like, what would leaving look like for Agent Smith? Would it mean yeah. like he's out of the Matrix? He doesn't. He just gets to be a squid flying around. Well, see, I wasn't sure. Like I was thinking. Oh, wait, I mean, I guess because they say been he's good, a sentient. But, but I was thinking that he wanted to be like dead. Like he wanted to stop existing. Like oh. he hates being here. Like and he he's wants just to, straight up And he suicidal. wants to finish his task. So he get. He's a Meeseeks. I'm this Meeseeks. Look at me. Ooh, get rid of Neo. You betcha. Like that's basically <laughs> what he is. And he's like. <laughs> A program wants to finish doing its program so it can stop, <laughs> you know? Oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, it's kind of fascinating, this program starting to become, like, what you would call, and I think the Wachowskis kind of do an interesting job here of humanizing the character Smith, of making him kind of uh, human and being like, you know, get the smell, like, use human beings, like, you disgust me. And it makes me really, like, see him feeling what it's like for a program that doesn't understand sentience to slowly like understand it, smell and to hate it. It is And to be like, oh my God, your 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 grossness is infecting me because I can smell it. I can inhale yeah. it. Yeah. You know? And his it's interesting that his disgust and hatred of humans 
is what makes him seem more human. <laughs> yeah. And that, like, because up until up until that point, like he's just this totally anonymous, you know, threat. And I think the, the idea is that he's like one of the rogue ones to the other two, because the other two don't act like he does. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that kind of like the idea? Yeah, the Smith is so interesting because he's like failing at, being like just this impartial now wouldn't that have been cool if instead of just having the basic oh i'm gonna run into your body at the end it's just like you're just like me and then like he has like a mental breakdown it's like oh no i'm becoming human but but i'm not human no and then like it does not compute (laughs) and then he's um but yeah um but no 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 so okay so bring it back to the point though no one's being tortured their minds are accepting the reality and in fact when they did try to make a perfect reality our minds rejected it they they specifically bring up that point when they tried to make the perfect world our brains didn't want to take it and so it's kind of like okay so then we will give you your shitty world like that you want fine humans (laughs) you imperfect weirdo monkeys (laughs) you know what i mean it's like we'll give you what you want you know um and yeah i wrote down now of course there's a busy matter of free will but again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these were robots, you know, fearing that these humans would take, would destroy themselves. So, you know, like, they're like, help us help you. Uh, <laughs> but, um, oh my God, now, now getting back into just you know, all this philosophical nonsense to probably cut out most of this bullshit. Mm. Anyway, we, we're ta- here to talk about action. That fucking liquid reveal thing. Uh, oh wait, no, we talked about that earlier. We, we talked about the Christine, uh, Capri song. Um, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now this is another question that as a kid burned my ass. Eat like even as a kid, how in the world did he get out of this robot controlled facility with no one seeing? Do these robots not have cameras? <laughs> Dude, like this is the thing that's always pissing me off. Remember like when the metal thing takes him over and oh no no, he's pulled out of the pod and he's like, oh, and you see, like he gets up and it's like the spider thing comes up to him and goes like, I'm taking you and putting you back in. But then something happens where he gets sucked out, assuming that like, oh, you know, Trinity and them saved the day. But then it's like, wait. None of these robots did that robot that malfunctioned not just alert another robot. Well, is, there, I, is when they get out in the back. Oh, do uh, does everyone have a back place that they can slide out of conveniently to be picked up by carry by carry on mosses? Because that was the thing. Like when you see that moment mm-hmm. where, and I and I always, you know, when you watch a movie and you kind of forget, like, wait, what happens after that scene? And then it's like, yeah, I always remember that. Like, oh, he gets out of the pod and then he slides out of that place and then it's like, yeah, this slide is like in an action adventure movie. Oh wow, where's going what's happening and then it's like wait who designed this who designed the robot the people to be able to get out and far away from the robot people and then slide into this like water thing where carrie ann moss's character is able to put in a robot thing a robot hand thing to grab him out because i remember as a kid thinking oh he's caught again because the robot hand mm-hmm. thing came out i was thinking oh you think you can get away but you can't but then it turned out oh it was actually us helping you but the way it's framed is so like you're not seeing where they are and where they could possibly so, do to be so helping them get away i have an answer oh okay so the slide is clearly like what happens when somebody dies they just shoot them out of the pod down a slide oh right? i see um, now which, that which that's makes the water he ends a bit like he's going into corpse water so do you think it's like oh he just died ah oh and Damn! Right. Now that's so that's what that is. I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I, but th- I think the reason why it messed me up is because I saw the little lights come down, and it's like, and of course, oh, Matrix action adventure mm-hmm. looking sort of thing, and then it turned out to just be her look using the lights and to help yeah. bring it back up, and I was like. Oh, I thought those were the machines going yeah. like, oh, we see you. We know where you are. Yeah. If you're the one but, and we're, you know what I mean? So here's the thing. Here's the other thing that I will say in terms of why I like didn't they have cameras right, or alerts or whatever. Yeah, right. They don't have cameras or alerts is 
I don't set up security cameras inside of my house to make sure that like my cats aren't messing with my wallet and stealing my credit card information, right? Because I don't expect my cats to be able to steal my credit card information. Those robots are not expecting a human to come out of the pod. Something happened before. It's happened before, but it's like... Such a rare occurrence. It's such a rare occurrence that it's like, would you set up a whole... Like, if you want... Like, say, like, if you're in your house and, like, one day, like, a wild rabbit gets in the house and hops in the kitchen, that's going to be, like, a crazy thing. It happens once, it happens, and then, like, years later, that's never happened again. Are you going to have, like, a full, like, rabbit alert system set up in your house because I happened once years ago. Like, okay, yeah, I'll say like, at this point, if the rabbit possibly almost burned down my house, which is what is the possibility <laughs> that could happen with the Matrix, right? These guys could destroy the thing that we have. You know, I might be a little on edge. <laughs> you, you might, you might, but I do think it's like, but also think about like, think about but yeah, many, I get what you're saying, the I relativity. Mean, these, I was, also, I, these machines were made by humans and yeah. they are flawed <laughs> in the way humans are. Because think, how many, think about like fucking Chernobyl. Right. Mm. Think about how many times in human history, just human error and sloppiness mm. has resulted in disaster mm. because somebody. Didn't, I, I heard. Um, I was listening to, or I was listening to the audiobook of the Confidence Game by Maria Konnikova, and she was telling the story that there was this dam in, I think it was Canada, um, that you know that broke and flooded and just destroyed miles and miles and miles of, of farmland. Um, and it was because of just people being sloppy and cutting corners. Mm, that know? is so much. That, see, okay, this is my thing about like when a lot of people call like, I don't know, another rant. But when a lot of like people I'll see in like black, like, you know, liberation people will call like, oh, they're racist and all these white people doing anything bad is racist. And it's like when I look into like the stuff myself, it'll be like, I don't think the, these corporation heads or whatever are racist as much as just negligent and don't care that these things are affecting it's, these minorities. They go like, oh, well, if we run, because it was the XL pipeline was the biggest thing that I had seen. It was like, oh, if we run the Dakota XL pipeline through the rich neighborhood, we get a bunch of complaints. But if we run through the Native Americans, well, they don't have enough power to do anything, so we can do that. Like, it's not that the rich corporations, <laughs> I just hate Native Americans and woke up today to put my neck, on, put, to put my foot yeah. on the neck of a Native American. No, it was just like, you can't do anything. Well, and I think that's so like, cares? I think that's, you know, I, I think, mean, it's still like monetary, economic racism. Well, and, it, right, but, and I know. think that that's actually like a big part of the point of discussing like racism as a systemic issue or any mm. any kind of like, you know, classism, ableism as systemic issues is that, and when people talk about like racism is like, oh, it's just if somebody hates people who are different races, right, like right. it doesn't require somebody personally hating things. Often mm. it is just negligence and or this is the easiest thing to do or this is the way that makes us the most money. And I don't care if it hurts people disproportionately or whatever. So basically, but the point is, my point with that to your question is that the robots are just sloppy bureaucrats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you ever see that one Futurama episode? I think it actually made a funny point where it was like, they knocked into one of the like uh, uh, guard uh, uh, aliens or something like that, and his eyes were closed. And he goes, he wakes up, he goes like, ah! and they're like, oh my god! And they run, and he goes, please don't tell my boss I was sleeping on the job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, whatever it is, really just like negligence, and yeah. you know. Um, but I was also thinking like because the spider, I was thinking specifically because that spider thing, like, well, if all of these robots are sentient, like, wouldn't that thing have been like? Yo, dude, I tried to get that one guy back in the pot and I don't know what happened. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, like, they have machines, like, their ship, 
that like they have machines that aren't the capital M machines. Oh yeah, I guess. Oh wow, they so they have their own uh, version it's of like uh... Goofy versus Pluto. <laughs> Yo, wait! Yeah. Oh my God! So the machines are actually the machines are Goofy, and then the ship and stuff is Pluto. Yeah. Okay. Wait. There was actually in the fourth movie they do have a bit of an interesting idea of like, oh, what if some of the machines like oh the Matrix? Are... I thought you meant to say like the no. fourth Goofy movie. I wish there was more than two. I only saw two. Um, but no, there's that idea of like, yeah, what if the machines do become kind of sympathetic, like some of them become sympathetic with the mm-hmm. humans, like what, yeah, what do we do to address that? Because like, what, they're going to have different thoughts, they, or is there, I don't know, robo hive mind, I guess, the questions that we'll find out someday, eventually, I guess, um, but no, um, now, now, uh, that thing, and you actually kind of help solve that a little bit, you know, uh, that, that plot hole a little bit of like, oh, okay, I can see that's the, yeah, the death water, you know, that's mm-hmm. what they're going to do, I kind of get what you say with that one, um, now, I, I remember having, like, other issues where, like, okay, he's a, how is he able to move his hands and legs when he first gets up out of the Right, because he would be, like, well, and they even say they're, like, you know, your muscles are atrophied and he... Yeah, your eyes hurt because you haven't they, used them they before. They have to do all this work, but he's flopping around pretty... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess newborn babies flop around. That's true, but I, I was I was also just thinking in terms of, like, but, I mean, if you can't move at all, we don't have a movie. Right. <laughs> like, I remember even I my mean, kid brain was, I like, say it's, like, even as a kid I knew about atrophy, but I was still just, like... But I mean, we gotta we gotta get the plot. And moving. it's nowhere near is <laughs> it's nowhere near as egregious as like the bride coming out of a you know six year coma and, and <laughs> immediately kicking ass. She just can't move right, her legs. Right, right, right. So punching ass, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and you know, really, punching. I mean, wait, punching. Well, it was more like putting, <laughs> uh, slamming doors against heads. Slamming, <laughs> slamming doors, on, yeah. But anyway, anyway, uh, we need to stop bringing up other movies. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Oh my god, I, so that uh, after he's, you know, kind of going through things, he gets all those needles poked in him. What's that called again? Oh, the acupuncture? Yeah, acupuncture. Yeah. I was wondering, like... I didn't know if that was supposed to be acupuncture or, like, if they were inserting electrodes into him. Uh, oh, digital I acupuncture? Think, think it looked, Ooh, it's I, the future. I think it was meant to be reminiscent of acupuncture, yeah. but, like... Like, of course, I mean, they're building on, you know, Wachowski is very visual. They're building on, you know, yeah, these things but that it we was also recognize. like that they were putting, they were like sending electricity into him to like stimulate his uh, muscles. Ah, uh, but I also wonder, like, do you have to turn someone over for that thing to put him on the back? And like, don't they have a whole bunch of holes in them now? So if they're like on their stomach with a whole bunch of holes get, in them, getting bed sores, you know, yeah, like, I always wonder get, about that. Like, gonna get bed sores. Well, I feel like we saw sort of like a, a montage, and maybe we didn't that's see true. all of that's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but the way they them, show it makes it we kind didn't of like see we're them going turning the and be like, okay, hope, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we gotta scooch him over onto the sheet. <laughs> they didn't see, we didn't see him turning Neo's bedpan, you <laughs> <know>? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the thing that I wrote down. I was like, oh, wait. Uh, like when they showed the Matrix world, like this is you know the real world, like this is what it actually looks like, really dark and scary, right? Like ooh, really creepy. But then like the one detail that we know for sure is that it was our fault that the sky is darkened. And right. so I was like, I remember as a kid being like, oh my god, the robot. Because when you go in, you're like, the robots made the world our dark. And, oh wait, that was us. Yeah. Oh, well the hmm. <laughs> That's the first thing that kind of fucks you up. But you're like, right. oh, wait and, a minute. <laughs> and they're doing this sort of like they're doing this. Um, Oh well, you know, but it's really the robot's fault. They made us do that. <laughs> like it really by makes rebelling. it seem like like a guy who's like and you know yeah, clearly in the you, wrong. You, doesn't want to admit it's it. It's like you you made me punch a hole in the wall <laughs> yeah, because look you, what you made me do. Right. It's just, yeah. It's oh, like no. no, we we punched a hole in the wall and then we turned around and said, "Well, it's your fault, robots. You burnt dinner." Right. That's literally. Oh no. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. 
Probably it. literally. We literally hmm. were like abusing the robots because they were for dinner. Wow, this is robots. a complex uh, relationship. Uh, dang, look at that. Um, uh, but yeah. Oh yeah. So there's a bit about like there was a first guy who could do anything that first got out, and so the idea is that like anything is possible, right? Um, then uh, the dude who was born out of the Matrix. Uh, Tank, I think he was never in the Matrix. He doesn't. Right, have the, yeah. Tank says he was like. Yeah. He, he starts showing them all these programs where it's like, well, if you just plug in here, like I can just download these programs to your brain, and then you just know like how to do this stuff. And I just thought like, whoa, this is that's just YouTube. Like it's just because it's like, hey, I need to learn how to do this. Oh, let me just YouTube it real quick. Like, yeah. oh, that's how you do that word. Like that's just what we do now. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, although of course, like it's but like, it's not as incredible of a the, thing it's now. It's hyper... just like, yeah, it's well, just you got to watch the video. You can't just. Click and now, whoa, I know Kung Fu. Well, and also, like, obviously, if it's something that involves a physical skill, you have to, like, try. True, true. You have to but practice it. I, I do think it's funny that, like, YouTube literally wasn't a thing. Like, seven, eight years before this movie came. Like, yeah. it wasn't within yeah, the it, idea. Yeah, it was, like, that, came out in, like, 2004, 2005, something like that. So. 2006, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think about it in terms of, like, if we look all the way back, like, the way people would talk about movies in, like, the early 1900s would be, like, Oh man, it's it's like basically they're I mean they're basically saying it's like you can lie to people about what happened in the past and you can make it seem like what you wanted to happen happened and then it's like let's make birth of a nation where we make ourselves look better like literally it was like the first thing we were hey look we can show like uh we can show production images let's lie about what we did yeah. <laughs> like you know it's like god damn it humans yeah. <laughs> um but yeah but it's interesting to think about like you know if you look back then they said like in the future we, we will make these little like videos basically where you you can just see uh how to do something yourself and then you won't have to go to like a class or a big thing in order to do it. and it's like wow that's just yeah that's just youtube now like for the most part anyway you know i mean not even for the most part because there's so much on youtube but like we have the capability mm -hmm. of being like whereas before it'd be like I, I just don't know how to do a tie how do i do that oh yeah. i can just look it up you know like yeah, I don't know what's going on with my car. Oh, that's a common thing. That's a problem with this type of car. Oh, okay. I fixed my fridge leaking from some video or like random YouTube video a guy made. Yeah, and so yeah. it's like, that's what I mean earlier. Where it was like, we are in the future. The Matrix has you. And it's not so bad. <laughs> you know? Because, and the, again, the key difference, I keep going back to it, is we can opt out. Yeah, can, yeah. Like, at any I point, you can go week, to the forest. I have one and, day yeah. a week, I don't look at the internet. And it's mm. great. <laughs> maybe it's because i crossed it up with spider-man where i think he tries to jump and then like stops the first time and then tries to do it again but like when i watch he he does jump for it yeah, like he, he goes the first time and like just leaves. that was a cool moment that yeah. was a really cool moment because i love that he tries he doesn't chicken out and which is a nice like sort of iteration on you know he has the moment well earlier yeah earlier yeah. before he gets red pilled where he is um where he's like afraid to, you know, rightly afraid to go out on the ledge and he gives up and goes back in. And then this time he doesn't give up and he does jump and he fails and he then bounces. And that, that was an opportunity for a cool visual of the, yeah, yeah. With the bouncy like Like the street. Eminem music video for, yeah. uh, uh, what was that? Uh, the way I am at the end of that music video there's a scene, there's a scene where like he, the whole video he's falling and then when he finally like hits the ground he bounces back up yeah. and I was like oh the, yeah the Matrix came out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before. but, but <laughs> yeah like that's, it's an opportunity for a cool visual but also it's nice that it's like we get to see him you know the first time he chicken out the second time he doesn't chicken out but he fails yeah. and I really appreciate and like I was I said in the last one how 
you know, that super cool, like he bends back and he dodges all the bullets and blah, blah, blah. He still gets grazed and he yeah, still falls and, over. And he's actually, like, he's react. It's not a cool thing in the moment. He's like, oh my God, Trinity, help. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. And he tries right. to, it's just him trying to move out of where the bullet, he thinks he would be shooting him if he was still standing up. So it's just like, oh shit, let me get the fuck back. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's, I love those little moments of failure because that to me makes Neo more heroic because if he just goes in effortlessly, it's also why, it's also, another reason i was saying that those um like the big you know shoot 'em up scene left me really cold yeah. it wasn't just okay now you know 20 23 years of gun violence later that really doesn't look badass in context but also because i think what make like anytime neo looks invincible mm. it's not as moving it's like when when he's like doing something that he knows might get him killed, doing something that's scary for him, doing something that he fucks up a little bit, that's a lot more interesting. Yeah, no, you're right. All that splash damage, like, it, I think it looks really cool at the time because, of course, like, yeah, like, it's really innovative, but when you're really, like, watching it now without all the bells and whistles and you're really just trying to say, wait, what is the actual action? What is connecting A to B? And then you're like, oh, it's just a bunch of this just to do that? Like, Well, the, yeah. the, the sort of, like, you know, badass striding with no facial expression. It's just like, yeah. Well, like, but, but to your point of like the way they just like take out all these motherfuckers with no real effort. Like they're just shooting guns. Like it's a, like in a karate, you know, in a karate martial arts movie, you know, when you watch Bruce Lee take a man down, actually right. using even, his ingenuity. Even, like, even if it's, yeah, even if it's him, like, very easily taking down a bunch of, of henchmen, he's still having to, like... Like, he had kick, to be able to do that. and do things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when it was just aiming a bunch of, like, high-powered assault rifles, like, well, anyone could have done that. Like, anyone can walk yeah. into a room and go... Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I do, but I love and appreciate all the moments that Neo you know, has these moments of failure. Yeah, th those hit harder. When they're in scenes where, uh, uh, the scene when they're in that one building where uh, the deja vu moment mm -hmm. happens and then they're like, oh no, like they they did they changed the program whatever this i do like those little moments when they try to when they like explain like mm -hmm. the real world life through like oh and this is what's actually happening when you experience deja vu that's when the yeah. computers are doing something um and so yeah they they it's that incredible scene where it's like the uh the uh instead of it being windows everything turns into like the brick walls and then mouse gets shot up and you're like no mouse yeah. and uh um and they're trying to get out, and there's the one scene where they're like they're in the walls, and then like everyone's trying to like the bad guys are trying to figure out where they are, and like there's a scene where like they get pulled down, and you see like the whole wall getting like stripped. Like there's so many cool little moments like that where it's just like it's just such a cool like I wish I were on set of this movie because this looks so cool the way they you know fight in in especially in the in that bathroom scene you see them like getting beaten up and thrown against the bathroom you see the dust on them that you can tell that they're taking the cue from those Jackie Chan movies and be like oh you know the reason why they're dusty is because like they had to get through you know this decrepit building but now that we're in this fight scene like what a lot of Jackie Chan movies would do they would use dust in order to make the impact moments look harder uh, and so now that this fight is happening these impact moments kind of like look like that Jackie Chan sort of thing. Yeah. that's the, the nerdy thing that's sort of like Oh, it's so oh, cool. They're doing cool. that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And, uh, da, 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 da. 
Uh, oh yeah, and that's what I was just thinking. I love the jump in the fail moment, right? Because it it looks so real. Like mm-hmm. when he's jumping, you see the trajectory of him going forward, and then you see him having the look down, and how it kind of like you see like the realistic turning in like you know real life of him like seeing it and starting to fall. And it's just a small scene, but like it looks so much better than the Resurrections movie when there's mm-hmm. a scene where they're supposed to be like falling, kind of flying, you know, and, stuff, and you can like basically see the freaking strings of the thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how is this? 20 years later and this looks worse than 1999 yeah. you know um but with this you see the trajectory of it moving forward then you see him looking down and you notice the normal looking way that his body changes direction into that fall like that genuinely you as you're watching that scene for the first time you're like you know what i'm saying like, you have that breathtaking scene like oh my god that guy's gonna fucking die <laughs> you know like and that that's what action movies are supposed to be about making you feel like is this actually happening oh my god like can you believe it you yeah, know yeah, yeah, um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, and I also love the shot, the, the program that he shows them, like, the, the, the twins that you can see in that one sh- uh, that one program where he's trying to basically teach them to pay attention and see that anyone could possibly turn mm-hmm. into an agent. Shows them the yeah, woman yeah. in red. He's like, oh, look again, Neo, you know. Uh, and it pauses. And I remember having that moment of kind of thinking, like, I re- like you know those moments where you're, like, as a kid, I think, like, oh, yeah. Did something were- go wrong with the projection screen? Well, no, no, no. Oh. That There was, um, that I could see, like, a couple of people that looked like twins as a oh. kid in the, it, like, seeing it be like, hey, those two bald guys right there at the right, left, like, those kind of look the same. It's like, oh, is the thing that they're all twins or something like that? But they don't call attention to it. But then I remember finding out later that it's just like, oh, yeah, in that scene, it's all twins. Like, everyone oh, in that weird. scene is a twin. Yeah, I yeah. I that. <laughs> so if you rewatch yeah. it again, you'll see, like, oh, you know, two guys dressed as, like, uh, uh, the, um, uh, Navy, you know, Navy guys, and it's like, those are two twins over there. There's two, That's there's so actually funny. two girls at the very side of the frame that are dressed exactly the same, like, in a way that would be noticeable like you know it's like a mesh it's like a top that goes from like purple to yellow or something like that so they're both wearing very specific looking clothing that would draw your attention if you were looking if you just happen to be looking at the top right of the screen you know what i mean so it's like it's a really cool little thing and then it also i think of like someone who's making a program that that seems like something a lazy programmer would do like oh okay i need to make 28 people in here let me take 14 and then just uh, (laughs) you know what i'm saying so it's like a cool little moment um yeah, now we got into that point of who plugs Cypher in. Uh, if you pay attention, uh, Evan already answered that question. It was a, it was an automatic, uh, you know, a timer uh, thing that he did. You know what I'm saying? Like we do with our phones. So hey, look, Evan forgot. He was just like, damn, I forgot. I, I saw that plug. <laughs> <laughs> He's brilliant. Uh, brilliant and not even trying. <laughs> um, yeah, then, uh, oh, you already talked about the cell phone. Where it's like, somehow we can't use the cell phone to get out, but okay. Yeah, there's something magical about landlines. The landlines <laughs> yeah. are like the exit points, even though the cell phones can be used to communicate, but the landlines are the only ones that can pull you out. I guess maybe because humans can fit through the phone cables, <laughs> but can't. Because, well, in 99, to physically have our brains understand, to be able to get in and out, you gotta, like, get into a thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, well... That's what I was also thinking about. Like, it's so fascinating how this is, like, for better, for lack of a better word, a bit of an urban sci-fi movie. Mm. Like, there's so much of this that takes place in what looks like, like, decrepit sort of, like, you know, tenement buildings and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And and I I thought about this midway through. I don't know if they ever specify what city it's in. I can't remember. It looks pretty much like New York, but it could be. I never thought about it. Like, it looks, it looks pretty much like New York. It could be Newark. It could be Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Um, it you know, there's a few places it could be. It could be maybe Detroit, 
But um, but I don't know if they ever specify. It but yeah, when they go to see the Oracle, like they're going to like a project building, you yeah. know what I mean? And uh, we remember this like, well, what did she tell you? I remember this line was like, you know, uh, uh, this is when he puts on the glasses and the mm-hmm. weird little way. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, he says that I would find the one. And I was like, maybe she meant like in a relationship or something. You, you <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, you guys speak in vagaries all the fucking time. Like before this movie existed, uh, were you in a rush? Did you have to leave after you met with her? Couldn't you have been like, hey, can you specify a little bit just so I can know exactly what you're talking about? He's like, why? He's like, I'm sorry, honey. I, I have to be vague so that the thing... Well, actually, we're going to get to the Oracle right now because, oh my God, I love the weed-smoking Oracle grandma um, and how she is... Uh, oh, yeah. And I wrote down like, oh my God, this movie's totally gay. <laughs> so it's like, because he says, I would find the one. And then Keanu just looks at him like, huh. And this is like... I'm sorry, do they not have the idea of the one in this universe where, like, that kind of is, like, a relationship thing? Like, I would find the one. Like, you know, it's just like they're just not listening. I feel like it's, like, that it's been established as a sort of a trope. Sure, sure, but it's just so funny where, like, they're just not acknowledging the idea that, like, the one sounds like your lover. (laughs) Like, you know. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, um... But no, we get to the the weed, uh, awesome weed smoking Oracle gram, uh, grandma, and she, like, she's honestly might be the reason not to fuck with the other movies because they replaced her after she had unfortunately died. Oh, they replaced died. the actress. Yeah, she had died unfortunately, uh, but it was still one of those things where it's just like, it's like you can't just. I hate that when you can't. That was one of my issues with um, Sense Eight. I really enjoyed it, hmm. but one of the main characters. They replaced him between the first and the second season, and the two actors look nothing alike. <laughs> they look nothing alike, and they also have totally different demeanors. Mm. Like, so it's just like, like they didn't even fucking try, yeah. And it was just very like, it was your like, brain just going like, who is this? Like <laughs> I eventually like I was. It took me like several episodes into the second season where my brain just kind of like flipped over and was like, okay, this is that guy now. <laughs> but it was very jarring. Yeah. And, and so, and that was also the Wachowskis. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Wachowskis, stop doing this. Wachowski! <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those, um, her, but that role is so goddamn good with the way she plays it. It's played so perfectly where it's just like, maybe just don't have the, yeah. the Oracle coming well, in the second movie, you know? You like, goddammit. You know what? Oh, sorry. It's getting late for me. It's past my <laughs> bedtime. But um, you know what they did with, um, in, uh, in Twin Peaks The Return, um, they had the, uh, the, character that david bowie had played in firewalk with me um but they didn't recast him like they didn't have like a david bowie lookalike or somebody doing it they just had him and i mean this is david lynch so he can get away with a lot of weirdness Mm. but he had him be like a weird tree with a light bulb type of thing or like no Mm. the tree was something else the tree was an arm the tree was the arm that had been the small man and then was a tree as someone who's not watched the show, this is like complete insanity. I sound like, <laughs> like I sound babbling. like I sound like, like I'm talking. Stroke? Like what is that? No, I sound like I'm talking in my sleep right There's now. There's a tree. The arm is made of. Wait, the tree is made of an arm. <laughs> like whoa. But they but they had to be like a giant tea kettle looking thing that was that character, and then they did have like a voice actor come in who wasn't David Bowie. But they, yeah, they weren't gonna have like a guy. Cause you know you're not you're looking at a different guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, sh- she's incredibly sweet. She plays this knowledgeable character she, so well. She just feels like a warm hug. Yes, it's like I, I wish there 
It's we got like, the Chronicles of Grandma Oracle. Um, and I absolutely love the hyper meta line where she says, where, you know, she says like, oh, you know, don't worry about the vase. And he's like, oh, what vase? And then, you know, he turns and knocks it over. And he was like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. And he's like, I told you not to worry. And he says like, now the real thing that's going to bake your noodle is, were you going to do it? I love it. going to bake your noodle. Yeah, and he's like, what? Is that the thing that's really going to bake your noodle is, were you going to do it regardless of whether or not I said it? <laughs> and it's just like the, is it? Oh, what was it? <laughs> like, and I remember as a kid having that being like the <laughs> like brain out moment. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to follow this logic. What, how, what, can it happen if you did? But if it didn't happen, if it did, <laughs> like, but uh, you know, now that I think about it, 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 like I think about it in terms of like when we we have these ideas of like the metaverse and the idea of like, well, if you don't do this here, then you know this thing possibly could happen. So I, I think of like calling to the idea of like having knowledge of your fate. The ability to get that information to observe it, that in and of itself is an altering factor of your fate, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, like, what if she's just fucking with him? Like, she knows that he's close enough to the base that if I say this thing, that's going to cause the possibility of that to happen to happen. Like, if I wouldn't have said it, maybe it wouldn't have happened. It might have happened. But he was close enough to that it could have happened. So let me just tip fate a little bit. Yeah, way. You yeah. know, like, what if that's the real answer? That I'm just like, I'm just fucking with you, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, this yeah. is now, by the way, this is now three total hours of recording about oh, yeah. the Matrix. Jesus Christ, we're going in. <laughs> well, I mean, because I'm just about to get into this. Another right. thing, like, what if you ever, you know, what, what will I be doing in the future? What if you could look into a porthole and see into the future? I've always thought about, like, wouldn't you just be looking at yourself looking into the future all the time? Because you doing the observation would be causing your future to change, right? Whenever anyone does the, what's my future going to look like? It's just going to be you sitting there looking for your future to happen because you're altering it as you're happening right now, right? Because your future isn't going... It's that Spaceballs... Oh, I need to stop bringing up other movies. Ah! But that moment in Spaceballs where they get the video. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she says, oh, you know, you're cuter than I thought. I can see why she likes you. And I was like, oh, hey, maybe the Oracle doesn't, you know, know everything. It's like, oh, cuter than I thought he'd be. And then, and then she goes like... And then Neo goes like, what? Who, who are you talking about? She goes like... Not as bright as I thought. That was such a cute <laughs> line. And then you know, Keanu has that knowing, like, oh, shit. Oh, she knows that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, again, like, the movie kind of tells and doesn't show when it comes to, like, oh, you know this relationship is real because, oh, look, we showed you that cute little moment. We didn't actually show you Keanu and Gary Ann Moss having, like, real chemistry. But <laughs> that yeah. was a cool moment to, like, well, do that way. It's, it's like they don't have a lot of time to yeah, have chemistry with each right. other. But yeah, they really don't have a lot of chemistry. They really don't. Because when you think about like they don't do like Morpheus and Neo say more to each other. Yeah, Morpheus <laughs> and Neo. Frankly, Morpheus and Neo have more chemistry. That's what I'm saying. Like, like they kind of gay. <laughs> they feel much more likely to kiss. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um. So um. And then okay, so we get to the the big thing of the movie is that we're trying to save. Uh, finally, we're at the climax. <laughs> so like we're trying to save uh, Morpheus, and it's like. Don't uh, turn on the EMP because because uh, that'll kill Neo. Yeah, and 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 I kind of do like how they like. There's a half. There's one way where I like that they set up mistakes, but another way that I don't like it. I like that they set up where it's like the Oracle kind of gives him a bit of a half answer where it could be like she says like, "Oh, you're not the one." Yeah, I may have told Morpheus uh, that you're the one, but mm, these things can change. Mm -hmm. that, you know who knows? And so it's like Keanu having to make a decision of being like, "Oh wait, maybe." actually 
Morpheus is more important than me and he matters to the movement and the fact that Morpheus thinks that I matter is is wrong and so I need to go in there and save him because mm-hmm. I don't matter it's actually him that matters and so that's my motivation as a character to mm-hmm. go in like that's what I thought was cool and then to have Carrie Ann Moss having a, a character moment of being like well I'm going in too because I'm not going to let you go in and I know what I'm doing to... it's like so th- there's stakes in that movie that I actually really appreciate but the thing that is kind of whack to me is that I'm like so look if your goal is to do the thing, I'm sorry. Maybe we need to let Morpheus be sacrificed so that the machines cannot get so goddamn close that their literal lasers were zipping. Like, literally. You saw that scene. If that laser was 10 feet to the left, they would have just been dead. <laughs> and so it's just like, I don't know, man. Maybe Morpheus should have been sacrificed. Maybe in that moment we didn't need to, like, fucking sit there and, like, wait and wait and wait because it's like it literally because and again it's for the climax it's having the mood oh my god down to the wire it's so close but it feels just a little artificial where it's like because it feels artificial where it's like i can turn the thing at any moment and stop this moment but i'm only keeping the tension because well we could have all three people come back it's like or you can settle the tension like it's, it's the same way i felt about the spider-man no way home where it's just like they could push the button at any point mm-hmm. and solve the plot, but we're not because we're going to just like, but if you just have it capable of happening right there, it's just like, anyone could just go like, fuck it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> but yeah, that that's what it feels like a bit of false tension in like that way. I feel like you have to believe in order for it to not feel like that, you have to really believe that Morpheus is vital to the movement and that yeah. without Morpheus, the the entire like human freedom movement would fall apart. Well, which... the idea is it's the question. Who is more important? I like that it sets that mm-hmm. up. And that's what I'm saying. Like I do yeah. like the stakes in a certain way where it's just like the character motivation of being like, I know I'm not. I thought this whole movie that I was important and that's what this, this thing's been telling me. But then I realized, oh, wait, no, I'm not. I need to sacrifice myself so that the more important person can live. Like, that I kind of like. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That That is subverting the one narrative in a way that I think is kind of cool. Right. Because his motivation is not that I'm the most important person in the world And then, of course, now. by realizing I'm not the most important, he ends up develop, like coming <laughs> right. to his potential. Right, right, right. right. you got to pull your head out of your own ass yeah. to be able to come to your full potential. Well, that's what I actually like where, where uh, Morpheus has a moment where he says, uh, he says, like, you need to understand uh, where... After they do the thing that they need to do, Morpheus says, like, hey, you know, um, uh, like, basically, Neo is like, oh, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know what the path was. And da-da-da. And it's like, you need to learn. There's a difference between knowing what the path is and walking the path. And I just thought that was a really brilliant line because it's like, you can not know that you're doing something and still be doing it the right way. You know, like, that is possible. <laughs> knowing what and knowing what the right thing is to do isn't necessarily mean you're going to be able to do it either because there's still, like, the the will to be able to do that thing, right? Like, and so I thought that was actually, like, a bit of a clever, like, a, you know, uh, wizened old man line that, like, actually really has follow-through when you think about it. Um, So I, I, I like, you know, uh, throwing props to a good little, good little line like that. Um... But yeah, yeah, that's why I said like they're risking life and limb, but it makes emotional sense in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Like yeah. emotionally, it makes sense, and that's what these you know uh, the Wachowskis are kind of running up as storytellers, where it's just like how do we make things emotionally make sense, and then also give you like the visual representation of these things, and then like they also want to give you like you know a, a logical emotion to it, but they kind of fall back on that when they're just like love saves the day, you know, mm-hmm. love. Yeah. <laughs> like especially um 
Wait, uh, now, now I, I want to point out that this this little moment real quick where like they check in the bags, and again, it's supposed to be that that comedy beat moment. Oh, they checked in their bags uh, into the the first floor mm-hmm. with the security, but they know there's guns in there. Oh, and then they open their coats, and there's a whole bunch of guns, and it's like, are you supposed to be trying to save Morpheus? Why are y'all fucking around with the? You know they're gonna notice the guns are the, like fucking go. It's yeah. Like you know, so quit doing a cutesy thing for the sake of the you know the trailer and just save the people. Yeah. You know? Um. But then uh, they, okay, so they but they do all that. We know we gotta have the cool ass scene. Um. Oracle says, yeah. Uh, the Oracle told me I'd have to make a choice, and you know it doesn't have to be like this. You know. Um. And then Morpheus did what he did because he believed in me, but it's not me. I'm just some guy. It's supposed to be him. That's the thing that he says. And and then he says like I believe in something, and someone says what. And then this is one of those lines where I wish it would have been punched up a little bit because he says, "I believe I can bring him back," and I'm like, "That's not that's not believing in something. That's yeah. just believing a thing." Like, yeah, if you would have said, "I believe in him," you know, yeah, like that would have been like, that. "Oh, that's my motivation." Yeah, I yeah. I do I was skeptical before, but now I understand. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, for the greater good and what have you. Um, and then and then like carry on Moss, Moss makes a very good point. She says like, "Morpheus means more to me than he does to you because I've been with him longer." I'm like. Yeah, why haven't we been following your character? <laughs> you made a good point, <laughs> Trinity. Um, but yeah, she says, uh, and then we get to uh, Smith's great uh, monologue. I'd like to share a revelation I've had since I've been here when I had to classify your species. You know, um, and it's like, you know, you, you don't live in stasis. That's I, I'd like, this is the point that he says, like, you don't live in stasis with nature like normal mammals. You destroy the land and move on. There's another organism on this planet. <laughs> that, like, the way he builds it up is so, like, I don't even hate you. I'm just logically seeing how you are bad. You mm-hmm. know, like, that's the the, the, the creeping evil of, yeah. of his monologue, you know? Um, and... Oh, yeah, and then there's a stupid line where, where this is such a 90s action holdover line where he's like, nobody's ever done this before. You know, Tank says, nobody's ever done this before. And Neil's like, and that's why it's going to work. It's like, that's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? <laughs> but it's, like, nobody's ever put their hand on a stove and not burned, and not had it burned off before. <sighs> well, that just means we're going to be the first ones to do it. Yeah. Like, no, no, that means you're going to get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking Karen Moss is the neutering of her character. Yes. Before we get away from absolute danger and literally in 10 seconds, we will be absolutely fine if we just move right now. But wait, let me tell you. There's something that I wanted to tell you. But I don't know. I know, like, we're trying to avoid the Smith agents and all that shit, but I got to tell you. And I'm like... What, are you trying to get him killed? Because literally what she does is she goes like, okay, now that I've said my piece, let me pick up the phone. And then it's just like, then the thing comes and like crushes the phone, the phone and then she gets out of time. And I was like, you asshole. It's like, that, like, this literally looks like you're trying to get him killed. And you're like, hey, wait, I got to tell you something real quick. Wait, hold on. Uh, you left the oven on, but I turned it off for you. Anyway, yeah. you know, well, like, and, <laughs> in the moment, like, I think what stuck with me was like the, like, you know, where she's speaking to Neo's body while he's in the Matrix. And she's like, she told me I would fall in love with oh a man. And, I, and it's just, I think it, it really is frustrating. And, like, I don't, you know, it was 1999. <laughs> it's Hollywood in 1999. One can hardly expect different. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. but, yeah, the idea that this badass female character who is 
you know, super capable, super experienced, and that she gets, and it's not that there's anything wrong with the love story, there's nothing wrong with romance. No, not inherently, but no. But it feels very... Tacked on. Tacked on and reductive to be like, she's, I probably didn't use Oh yeah, by word. the way, she's the girl, so of course she loves the main guy, you right. know? Yeah. And, that, and that her role is to be in love with the one. Is right. Like, it's gross. It's... You know, and the thing is, if the relationship was built up in an organic way, you probably wouldn't feel that way because you'd be like, "Oh, dang! Well, then they're loving." Because I see the moments I I've actually seen that pay off in the way that they've interacted but with yeah, each it's, other. It's not really. It really does feel like, you know. I remember talking. This to is the, a video game, and the good guy gets the girl at the end of the video right, game. It, you it, know, it, it it's it feels like something that a very like. It feels like something that some male Hollywood exec was like, but there's a chick and she got titties and she got a, like, you and gotta have the titties. Okay, okay, I understand that women don't do nothing in most of our movies, but here's the flip. She actually saves the day in the picture because after he gets shot, she brings him back by kissing him. You know, the power of loving all that bullshit. I can see the invisible cigar. <laughs> yeah. The power of loving all that bullshit. Yeah, you know? but yeah, it's very, like, it really does feel like just... Oh, yeah, and and she's... Yeah, it just... And, and you know what's interesting? It's like, I... When the scene was happening, and it's just like, oh, he's gonna go into that one room, and then it's like, the agent's there and just starts shooting him. My brain was like, oh, oh, did... did am I watching an alternate take of the movie where he loses? Because they let it go on for a while where he's just getting he shot, get, shot, get, and shot. I'm like, he gets well, damn. Riddled he's getting bullets. shot, 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 shot. Because, like, my brain was remembering the moment where he stops the shots. So my brain was going like, oh, it's maybe the shot's going to happen and he's going to stop it. But then it's like, when I just see the blood, I'm like, and I think oh, well, they, shit. And I think they did want his resurrection there to look more miraculous because if he only got shot once or twice, like, People do survive that and get up yeah. from that sometimes, so they wanted it to like be like, no, this is something nobody could possibly survive in real life, and, yeah. he, and he ends up... It just felt like it just went on slightly did, too long. It, uh, yeah. There's a certain level where it's like, okay, this man is dead now. Yeah, I think, <laughs> like, this, I think it could have been accomplished by like a headshot. Yeah. You know, something mm, like that. Mm, but but like just the fact that he gets shot so much time, not he's had time to like be wheezing through his fucking blood yeah. through, like this no like I understand the idea like oh like if he like if if the kiss had come a little sooner before him actually dying, like literally it looks like the life has left his body and he is dead. Like it doesn't look like he's like looking up at her and is like like maybe through the things like Trinity, you know, like as he's like and maybe he's like able to like connect mm -hmm. with her in some deeper level. No, he looks like he is gone out, soul she, left the body. She just did a necrophilia and yeah. saved the day. <laughs> Literally. She kisses him and he's like, love, the power of love. I didn't know love existed. Okay, yeah. now I want to fight, you know. It, it's basically like the, the more extreme version of like, you know, uh, uh, whatever Rocky movie would be like, oh, I'm fighting this guy and then I'm losing. And then I see Adrian came into the, you know, the into the, into the arena. So now I want to fight now. You know, it's basically just the more like pushed, you know, extreme version of that. Um... And then, like I said, yeah, everything takes just 30 seconds longer than it needs to. I'm just like, just fucking... Di By the way, like, he's dying. Wouldn't you just want to kiss him already? Why would you wait so long? Why would you... The thing that I wanted to say, but I would just be like, no! You know, you do the kiss... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. oh my god. And then he's like, you know, goodbye, Mr. Anderson. He's like, my name is Neo. And, you know, he does the... the... Stop dead naming Neo. <laughs> I will say that, like, something about the way... 
Hugo Weaving just goes, Mr. Anderson. The, 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 Mr. It, Anderson. It feels like it's pushing against you. It, feels, like, <laughs> it does feel it's like... insisting. It feels like the feeling of getting called sir or ma'am inappropriately. <laughs> like, yeah. when, like, for me, like, that's what it feels like for me getting called ma'am. That's what it sounds mm. like every time he says, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I was thinking, like, oh, my God. So, you know, Neo is his handle as an uh, internet it was person. His hack, yeah. So I was thinking, like, man, what if it was just, like, it was his Mr. Anderson. Name. And he's just like, no, my name is Triple X Bong Ripper 69. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, essentially, um, yeah, they don't want to uh, get him out to the hits the EMP. And then in the moment, they actually show, like, just him float like they show the camera floating into the room and going to the phone so like they don't show him running they just show like the camera moving really quick and so it's like kind of like a last second thing and honestly it kind of does look like it looks a little bit like we didn't have as much money to shoot so let's just show the camera moving in there really quick you know um, and because i was also thinking like well maybe maybe he just needed to run so fast that he was like floating yes that's what happened you know um but yeah you can't be dead because i love you and look the sparks are flying we have to have sparks flying in the background because see you know we need to have visual cues to represent love because you damn sure didn't write a believable one um and and who is he talking to at the end because he's on the phone he's like I can only show you the truth. Like, at first it sounds like he's like, oh, we're interrupting the broadcast of the machines or something like that. Maybe I mean, it's on like a radio he's program. talking to a specific person that they're going to pull out or something. Because well, at first it sounds like he's talking to the machines. He's like, I've interrupted your broadcast. You know, you're, you're not going to be able to do this anymore. I'm going to show these people, you know, what you've done. Like, so it sounds like he's talking to the machines. And then he's like, and anyone who's out there, it's time to join up. You know, so it's that sort of thing. And I was like, who is he talking to? Because when he puts the phone up, he walks out. Everyone is just walking about their day. Like, you know, it's not like it's been like everyone's like, oh, you know, like no one's seeing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It felt. It, yeah. It I, just felt like we need to end the movie. This is a cool looking way to end the movie. You know what I mean? Um, I did like that it ended. And again, I'm sh I don't know if they were planning already on making sequels or they knew they were going to make sequels. But I did like that it ended without fully like I think resolved. they weren't planning because I think that's why it, it kind of feels that way where usually with a lot of singles it, yeah it, it'll feel like hey it feels like you're kind of pulling threads in order to make this next thing work and you can tell when someone didn't plan it because it's just like wait no it feels like this was supposed to stop here and now all of a sudden there's more to do I thought you say I thought you saved it and now it's about getting everyone out of the rebellion what the hell else do we have to do <laughs> you know um but yeah um Oh my god, eh? Now, I, I could have sworn that blast-off moment looked slightly more believable when I was a kid. Because, <laughs> like, they just zoom the camera out in a way so you don't actually see him take off. Like, I could... Like, my brain had a Mandela moment. I could have swore I saw him, like, actually do a takeoff moment. But all you see is just a little bit of, like, uh, uh, like, not even CGI. It just looks like they just, like, edited his feet to be, like, moving across the screen at the end. Where it just <laughs> looks good. But they added a little, like, rocket, like, fuel thing around it. So it looks like it's like, oh, man, he's, like, blasting off. But, like, it's the one moment that looks like... Oh wow, that looks a little cheesy. Like oh. with all of the, like the, you know the, the, you know, not all of it ages like perfectly well, but it looks cool at certain points. But that's the one where it looks like I can see the editing, you know, moving the 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 image yeah, <laughs> to the yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but man, that fucking rocking music, Rage Against the Machine. Holy shit! The music uh, is really good. That's the way you fucking end this goddamn thing. Um, oh yeah, and I wanted to get so th there was a thing that Wachowski said. Uh, one of the Wachowski said and. Like, I, it's, it's one of those things where, like, it clarifies it in a way where it's just, like, 
it's not, but it is. Like you confirmed last year that the Matrix was always a trans allegory, and Wachowski shakes her head, and the person says, uh, "You didn't," and she says, uh, "Uh, she says I did this interview, and the question that." preceded that answer was about a character in the matrix called switch but the interviewer has decided to put is the matrix a trans allegory in front of my answer it's not something that i want to come out and rebut like yes it's a trans allegory it was made by two closeted trans women how can it not be but the way that they put that question in front of my answer it seems like i'm coming out emphatically saying oh yeah we were thinking about this the whole time uh yeah this is like uh she says that she literally didn't know how present her transness was in her head during the writing process since she was so closeted. I didn't know how present my transness was in the background of my brain as we were writing it, but it all came from the same sort of fire that I'm talking about. So it's like, I feel, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know that, but you know, like, yeah. in the same I way, mean, like, things call to you. Like, that's right. what I was trying I mean, to say. Like, yeah. I know that when I was, like, in my early 20s, like, I was very obsessed with the idea of, like, you know, like, bursting through the veil of the world and mm. figuring out where the real world was because this one clearly isn't all there is and um yeah yeah I, I think i think that closeted transness produces a very specific type it calls of, to something right like it, it, it produces specific type of art specific type of storytelling mm. that isn't the obvious allegories that somebody would think of if they were setting out to right. write. An but but I mean, th but this is calling back to the point that they originally what they originally wanted with the character, right? The Matrix stuff was all about the desire for transformation, but it was all coming from a closeted point of view. And so we had the character of Switch, who was like a character who would be a man in the real world and then a woman in the Matrix, and you know that's where both of our headspaces were. And so like. It's like the thing was like, oh, clearly this. Now that we're we have the knowledge, look back and like, oh, duh. Of course, that's what that was calling back mm -hmm. to. Which is like, oh, we just didn't think about it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, uh, the Matrix is good, but it's also weird and not perfect. But it's action packed and awesome. You know, you want to watch it. Fucking, <laughs> it's 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 guaranteed a good time, regardless of how much you have watched it. Like, I guarantee you, if you watch it, go in you're going to have a good time regardless. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. that don't need to be said. It, the, the, we're, we're not performing a, actually, the Matrix is off. We're, we're not doing that today. We're telling you. No, it, just, it held up for good reason. Yeah, yeah. And the points that are a little flimsy, like, they, they don't detract enough where, where you're like, I can't keep watching. They're just things where it's just like, ah, man, I wish that, mm, I wish they could have just edited that Carrie Ann Moth bit, like, at the end, just a little tighter. You know, it's one of those sort of things. But uh, thank you so much for listening to these long-ass conversations. We're finally ending it. We got it at the end. Right before, what are the, yes, we're getting before a two-hour mark, so that'll probably, we can edit, edit it down to like one there, you know what I'm saying, a buck 30, you know. Uh, so yeah, this has been the Review a New Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash rapcritic where you can get uh, ongoing support going for you, which will allow you to see all the perks and cool stuff like getting to join the Rap Critic Patreon uh, Discord or getting to uh, vote on episodes or leave comments on uh, what you want us to do on this Patreon over Nyan that we got going. Or you can uh, donate to ko-fi.com slash rapcritic. Uh, one person actually just donated $10 randomly. And I love seeing that where it's just like, oh man, like, you know, no one requested anything. It's like, oh, here's $10. I was like, thank you so much, Nyan. That's awesome. Like, I'm going to get a little something easy. You know? But uh, yeah, it's much appreciated. You know what I'm saying? It keeps this little, uh, little, little shift that I got here going. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do the ongoing support, Patreon, one-time support, ko-fi.com slash rapcritic, get your requests in for movies, albums, uh, 
or any other stuff I have up there that you would like to request to do, let's end this now because it is officially 12 a.m. and yes. we got to get the fuck out of here. Good night. Good night. Oh, <laughs> uh, but wait, wait, wait. Let me do my outro. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been the Review a New Podcast. I'm DJ. I'm And networks at work keeping people calm. You know how they went after King when he spoke out on Vietnam. He turned the power to the have-nots. And then came the shots. Like, God damn. Oh, my God. Holy fuck.